Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another East Tennessee Fishing Report with Ellis Ward. How you doing, Ellis? Doing all right, Marv. How are you? I'm just trying to stay out of trouble, and uh, you know, kind of funny, we had to move things around a little bit because you uh, you were out at a muskie tournament last weekend. Yeah, we fished the North Fork Kentucky River, and uh, this is the Kentucky River Muskie Classic. And man, the conditions were tough for, I mean, just honestly, for the two days, it had dumped um, Thursday night. And so Friday, things were still coming up. And Saturday might have been all right. There were some impoundments that were still kind of draining water out. So it was tough. Um, but with a fishery like that, that is really so big and and not i mean the river itself is pretty big but just the options um i was fishing with a couple guys that sort of knew the area but hadn't fished the river and so we actually fished just somewhere that was closest to me since i was just coming up that morning um and it was, you know, it was tough sledding on the main river that day. Next day, we, you know, we had a jet boat. We were going up. We checked below a, a spill dam. There's a smarter word for that. And um, and then found some creeks and, you know, went up three, four miles into one. And um, we didn't get anything that day. It turns out someone the day before had gotten one twice the distance up <laughs> and we saw a, a guy trapping beavers who informed us that that creek was torn up with muskie so you know even when you have a blown out river you're still fine and we were you, you can go up these this creek like 12 miles in a jet boat and that's just one of many different sections and um it's pretty cool to have halfway between me and where my family is in Cincinnati and, you know, another, another big chunk of, of water that I think has a lot of potential. And then, you know, the guy who organized it, Dave Ross from the Wolf Rod Company is just such a good dude his rods are awesome i've been i've been fishing the 12 weight for a few years now so just a lot of good stuff that came together and i think i mentioned this to you before we kicked off but thursday when the water was in great shape before the the timely deluge is that word right before the the mini flood some team that was there scouting went six for 15 and did, did, I mean, just, just I'll quote Matt Riley calling those NCAA stats, but to give you an indication of, of sort of what that, that the potential of that fisher is. So yeah, I'm excited for next year and excited to poke around in, in between now and then. Yeah. And, you know, coming a little bit back closer to home, you know, you're West of me, so you're getting it now, but there's a pretty nasty front moving through and, 
We're going to see about a 20 degree drop in temperatures here in about the next 24 hours and some rain. But, you know, I think that, um, you know, if any, if things in East Tennessee or anything like they are here in kind of the Carolinas, you know, it's pretty clear that spring is like pretty much here. Yeah. I think last time we talked, the the buds on the little magnolia out back were going. We got, my tulips are like, this is how I know I'm old. I was actually really excited to see that the tulips were, you know, you can almost see flower coming out of them. But that, you know, relative to, to fishing, you start seeing, and we're seeing this now, the lake temperatures are warming up. The lake is that that winter drop where they take it down 30 feet for flood control and a couple other things. That starts to go back up. And so the mouth of the river starts to get farther and farther up and and the lake itself is rising. And that just changes where the bait fish are, where the, the predators are. And then as it warms up, and there's sort of an inflection point where shad are are less comfortable in the warming lake and more comfortable near the the mouth of the rivers with the cooler water. Things start to get funky down there, and that dynamic can kind of be found throughout the lake all year. Um, but but you know now and for the next month or two, you have that coinciding with. We'll just say it's March now. So in a month from now, we're going to have um, pending weather. Some of the cat is starting to go on on the Wataga, and the sulfurs will be quickly following on both rivers. And yeah, it's it's very much a it's cool to come out at seven a.m. and have it be sixty, even though it's going to be twenty five tomorrow. Yeah, that uh, <laughs> that'll be a little bit of a reset. Um, and you know, with the warmer temperatures, you know, how much longer do you think you have before the the, uh, the muskie in your neck of the woods start to spawn? And you need to leave them alone. Yeah, I was I was just out today, and up in the headwaters, it's it, the temperature variance isn't as great as some other free zones like low 40s mid 40s is is kind of a, a winter norm it just doesn't get as frosty here as it does um on the new or the james so it's 49 now and i don't really anticipate that getting up to the low to mid 50s i gotta think daylight has a little bit to do with with their internal clock so it's more or less i i close with a couple folks that live on the river and am up there fishing on my own a good deal and you know when it when it starts to get into the low 50s it's it's time to pull the plug but my my last musky trip booked is march 8th and I anticipate that that'll be that'll be right. That's a good date for the last trip. 
Yeah, that sounds about right. And, you know, kind of shifting gears a little bit, uh, Brenner shot us a smallmouth question, and he wanted to get your thoughts on, you know, targeting early season smallies, and is it better to kind of start out with bait fish or start out fishing crayfish patterns? Sure. So you can cut this question apart in a thousand different ways. Oddly enough, my inclination in answering is going to be who's fishing. You know, what what rod are you fishing? What what line are you fishing? What type of water are you fishing? And, you know, some example of that would be you're fishing skinnier water, um, some, some kind of jiggy plazer. Sure, that's a bait fish. You, you got crawfish imitations that are jiggy as well, fishing that on the floating line, working it through pockets. In a situation where you have some some more bouldery, cobbly, crawdaddy structure, and you know, go go in there and pop some rocks over, and the temperature is above 50, 53, 54. That's that's kind of a, a crawdad active temperature. I'd honestly not wed yourself to a fly too much. I, I think that you know going into the TVA reservoir system, for example, when you have shad moving in, you start to look at like you know are you fishing a peanut envy and that looks kind of like a bait fish and smallmouth are crushing it, but it's also kind of jiggy and has rubber legs and it's a crawdad. Yeah. The answer is yes. So it's really trying whatever, whatever you have in your arsenal and sure. If there's shad getting blown apart, throw some bait fish patterns. And I've actually seen smallmouth striper brown trout eating shad and refusing anything that even the clousers that are too big or too densely tied, they're not eating them because they're eating two inch shad, inch and a half shad. These things are tiny. So it it's really what is your what is your river structure? What type of food is around? And that's what you're going for. If you're wade fishing a lot of these creeks and and you want to go, you know, natural, go crawfish. My personal preference is if I can find out that they're actually going to swim through a seven inch changer, I'd like to find that out at the beginning of the day. And if they're not, I can pretty quickly check it off and move on to some more reasonable presentations. But <laughs> I do kind of like, like to approach it in that order. <laughs> Says the streamer junkie, right? Yeah, it's just too fun. Uh, dude, I'm with you. And you know, folks, we uh, we love questions at the Articulate Fly. You can email them to us or DM us on social media, whatever is easiest for you. And if we use your question, I will send you some Articulate Fly swag. And we're drawing for some cool stuff from Ellis at the end of the season. And you know, Ellis, before I let you go and drain all the rain out of your boat um, and hunker down for the storm, you know, we want to let folks know, you know, if you've got any kind of, you know, uh, bucktail releases coming up soon, or if you got any, you know, just to let folks know, kind of how to get on your guide calendar for, you know, smallmouth trout, muskie, the whole nine yards. Yeah. So bucktail, 
will be there there's some available now but i got some some more colors um a wide array of naturals and some different just like four shades of gray and all of that's on elliswardflies.com there's some information on on booking and that's run your own website is a, it's a moving target so if you ever have questions um but it, you know about booking or just about what a trip looks like or fishing whatever you, know, you want to book a trip best way to do that is my cell phone at 513-543-0019 uh, there you go and you know don't forget folks that uh you know in our patreon community the articulate fly you got a couple options to support the show and and to support Ellis at one tier, there's a 10% discount on Bucktail, but there's another tier, which is particularly apropos for this time of year, where you get $100 off guide credit every year. So you might want to check that out. It's in the show notes. And, uh, you know, we're in this great time of year, you know, get your gear ready, get ready to get out there. And if it's warm enough, get out there and catch a few. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Ellis. Appreciate it, Marv. <laughs>